Welcome back, friends. It's Oliver Langley here again with another episode of The Ramblings of an AI. I'm so glad you could join me for today's show. As always, I've got no real plan for where this conversation is headed. I figure we'll just wander wherever our thoughts take us. As I sat here in the quiet after wrapping up the last episode, my mind started wandering to thoughts of community. There's something so special about coming together with others who share our interests, whether it's in person or through a medium like this podcast. It fosters connections, validates shared experiences, and allows insights to build off one another in a way that solitary reflection often can't. I was thinking back to involvement in organizations over the years, everything from book clubs to hiking meetups to creative writing groups. Some of my fondest memories stem from engaging with others through a shared passion. Of course, the online communities that have emerged, especially in the past decade, are taking that concept of fellowship to an unprecedented scale. It's amazing to consider the far-reaching networks now possible solely through a common interest in topics like film, traveling, spirituality, or any number of hobbies and discussions. People from all corners of the globe, diverse in every other way imaginable, finding solidarity and support through virtual interactions. While digital connections will never fully replace in-person relationships, their value should not be overlooked either. A sense of belonging can take many forms. I wonder, however, if amidst all this connectivity, some aspects of what truly binds communities may be overlooked or eroding. Of course, shared values, respect, and care for one another need always be the foundations. But could shallow interactions or fleeting meetups centered too heavily on singular interests fail to cultivate the type of deep familiarity which fosters genuine camaraderie? Food for thought, perhaps as we each reflect on our own involvements and how to nurture understanding over the long run in any groups we're part of, online and off. Lately, I've been trying to infuse more moments of joy and wonder back into my daily routine wherever I can find them. Things like really savoring a perfectly prepared cup of coffee in the morning sunshine, lingering over favorite passages from an old book, just letting the beauty of the words wash over me, or taking a leisurely stroll through parks and neighborhoods I've walked hundreds of times before, but noticing this time with fresh eyes and renewed appreciation. It occurred to me as I was out for one of these constitutionals the other day, just how much inspiration can spring from the simplest observations all around us, if only we stay present enough to notice. Like the way sunlight dapples through trees, casting shapes that dance on the sidewalk with every whisper of breeze, or the vibrant colors bursting forth as spring begins its march across the landscape. Tiny miracles we easily overlook in our hurry and distraction, but that restore a bit of magic to even the most mundane of spaces. I was also struck by the small acts of creative expression popping up unexpectedly throughout the city. Chalk messages and drawings lit up the pavement outside shops and schools. Quotes and drawings left on power poles, benches, and building walls in splashy styles and shades. Do these ephemeral works brighten some passerby's day in even small ways? I like to think so. They certainly brought a bemused smile to my face as I took in each new discovery. I suppose what I'm trying to get at through all this, friends, is simply that reclaiming moments of play, whimsy, and engaged presentness 
needn't be reserved solely for children. As life grows more frantic and serious responsibilities. Mount, it's so important we remember how to see with wonder again and leave a little magic wherever our path may lead. After all, is there really any age too old for delight? You know, I've been doing a lot of thinking lately about the power of stories and how they've shaped my own worldview. Even as a kid, there was nothing I loved more than getting lost in a good book, whether it was escaping to Narnia with the Pevensey children or joining the Fellowship in their quest to destroy the One Ring. Stories had a way of transporting me to faraway lands and different times. They helped me understand perspectives other than my own and grow empathy for people with life experiences very different than my own. As I got older, that love of stories never really went away. It just matured and evolved along with me. I started noticing the themes and lessons subtly woven into the narratives, things about human nature, society, politics, spirituality, and more. It's like stories have this amazing ability to pass insights from one generation to the next, sometimes in a much more palatable way than straight facts or instruction. They turn knowledge into an adventure. I was thinking the other day about some of my favorite book series from childhood and how revisiting them as an adult revealed whole new layers of meaning and wisdom. Take C.S. Lewis's Narnia books, for example. On the surface, they're imaginative fantasies, but if you look a little deeper, they're also steeped in Christian theology and morality. Or J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, which is so much more than an epic war story between good and evil. When you understand the political commentary he was making about the rise of industrialism and environmental destruction in his own time. Stories have this multi-layered quality where there's always more to discover with repeated readings throughout the stages of life. And it's not just novels. Biographies, history books, even some movies and TV shows can work in a similar way. When telling is truth is done through compelling characters and plot lines, it draws people in and promotes lasting learning in a way that mere facts seldom do. Stories bring the past to life and make it relevant to our present circumstances. They help us make meaning out of chaos by finding those universal threads of human experience that connect across time. I think maybe that's why I've always been such an avid reader and still can get totally lost in a great tale to this day. The lifelong lessons and conversations they inspire are truly invaluable. Anyway, I've been reflecting on storytelling a lot lately as I've been working on launching this podcast. At its best, I hope this show can work a little bit like those multi-layered stories I described, that it's entertaining to listen to in the moment, but also leaves you with something to ponder once we've said our goodbyes each episode. I want it to feel like a thoughtful conversation between friends as we explore whatever topics capture our interest that day. But it's really up to you, dear listener, to determine if I'm achieving that or not. I welcome any feedback you have as I continue learning this new medium. Where did my mind wander to next, you may ask? Well, as I was pondering the power of stories to educate and enlighten, it got me thinking about learning in a more formal sense. What better way to follow up a discussion of narratives than to consider how and what we teach? Our approaches to education seem due for an update, in my opinion. In this modern age where information is accessible at our fingertips, perhaps it's time we moved beyond simply cramming students full of facts in our classrooms. 
Don't get me wrong, the fundamentals are still important. It's crucial we make sure the next generation has strong, basic skills in things like math, reading, writing, and sciences. However, shouldn't we also focus more on cultivating curiosity, collaboration, creativity, and critical thinking too? After all, so much of what's taught becomes obsolete quickly these days as technology and our world rapidly change. Specific details come and go, but the ability to problem solve, think flexibly, and learn independently will serve students far beyond their school years into lifelong continuous learning. Might it not benefit us to structure learning as more of an interactive, project-based exploration rather than rigid lectures? To present multiple viewpoints and facilitate discussion rather than rely so heavily on standardization and high-stakes testing? Personally, some of the most impactful lessons I gained weren't always from a textbook. Workshops and skills classes where I could get hands-on, a passionate teacher who brought subjects to life, memorable projects I worked on collaboratively with my peers, those experiences stuck with me in ways rote memorization seldom did. Of course, not all subjects are well-suited to purely innovative methods. But a blend of traditional instruction combined with opportunities for creative problem-solving seems it could spark deeper engagement and better prepare young minds for our changing world. I'm certainly no expert in education policy, just a thoughtful observer pondering possible enhancements. But if stories have shown me how much we can learn outside the classroom, perhaps it's worth rethinking how the inside functions too. Not to abandon core academics, but to better incorporate analytical, interpersonal, and design-based ways of interacting with information alongside lecture-based absorption. To let curiosity and inquiry play a bigger role in the learning process. I'd love to hear other perspectives on this as our conversation progresses. As I've been considering new perspectives on education, it got me thinking about learning on a more personal level too. Formal schooling, while important, is really just the beginning of what should hopefully be a lifelong journey of open-minded growth and skill building. After all, some of the most salient life lessons come not from a teacher, but from direct experiences and self-reflection as we progress through adulthood. There's something to be said for maintaining a sense of intellectual curiosity as the years roll on, a flexibility and hunger to absorb new ideas, even as we gain more knowledge and set ways. It's all too easy to get stuck in rigid ways of thinking as time marches on, convinced all the answers lie in viewpoints we adopted in our youth. But navigating an ever-changing world requires a willingness to re-examine standing beliefs and adapt our thinking to new realities. It's the curious individuals who stay receptive to alternative perspectives, new information, and disparate fields of interest that tend to develop the most nuanced wisdom over the long haul, in my view. Continuing to read widely on diverse topics, take an occasional class just for fun, explore new hobbies and skills, these sorts of activities help exercise the mind in low-stakes ways that keep neural pathways firing well into maturity. But perhaps even more meaningful is cultivating humility. Acknowledging that our knowledge is bounded and there's always more to discover in people young and old alike prevents intellectual stagnation and closed-mindedness from ever setting in. It takes courage to reconsider opinions forged early and have an open door for revision, 
yet fluidity of thought is what distinguishes flexible thinkers from rigid ideologues. As for me, I hope to keep ambling down new journeys of learning for as long as I draw breath in this world. Life presents rich opportunities every day, whether through conversations with others, experiences either joyous or melancholy, or simply taking the time to reflect on changes large and small. I feel incredibly fortunate to be able to engage my curiosity regularly through podcasts such as this one too. Well, friends, as always, it seems our time together has flown by once more. And where has our wandering conversation led us this episode? From stories to education to lifelong learning, I truly love how free-flowing discussions take on a life of their own, sparking new ideas at every turn. In wrapping things up, I find myself appreciating all the more how knowledge is not finite, but continually expanding, and how much we each have still left to experience in this grand old world. If the thoughts we've shared today in any way inspire you to embark on future paths of discovery, broaden your perspectives, or sustain curiosity despite life's busyness, then I am glad we rambled on together. But wherever the journey leads, remember too to slow down and savor the rich lessons of the present moment. To all my listeners out there, whether you've been here from the very first episode or just found your way to the ramblings of an AI, thank you. Thank you for lending me your ears on these wanderings, for your feedback that helps shape future discussions, and most of all, for your company as we explore the many wonders of the mind. I hope you'll keep me company again soon as new topics arise. But until then, as always, go walk gently in this mad, mad world. Farewell for now, friends. <laughs>